hopes and fears. Tune in daily, don't miss a single show. Sign up for the newsletter, let us help you grow. Taking risks, making moves, seeking success. Together we'll conquer, no room for any less. Listen now. Good morning and happy CPI Day. It is Thursday, January 11th. Um, CPI it stands for the core um, uh, consumer price index. It is inflation. And, and inflation uh, came in at 3.9% year over year, a little bit hotter than expected in December, driven mainly by housing. This is an article that you can see. Um, there was some problem with rent and other sectors like energy, things of that sort. It, it, it wasn't great. Essentially, I, I think this bottom paragraph here, um, the December report uh, backs the view that the gap between current inflation and Federal Reserve 2% goal will take some time. That's key. Uh, the other thing is this December t- CPI data does not uh, affect the uh, Fed's expected monetary policy easing, and this bodes well for the stock market. Um, it, it takes, I think, a March increase or a March decrease off the table. Uh, I think that's essentially what it does. It just you know takes that off. Uh, came in line. Financials are good. I said yesterday on air, and you can rewind the tape and, and look at it. Uh, I said we uh, started the day lower. Uh, I said we'd we'd end the day positive, and we did. Absolutely, we did. Uh, we we I think the same thing today. Uh, if we go and we look at where we are right now, it's uh, nine twenty seven, and the markets just flipped from negative to probably opening positive. Uh, what did I do in the last 10 minutes? I bought 200 shares of TQQQ in the last 10 minutes because that CPI number came in. I think we we continue this bull run. I, I just I, I have a feeling that it's a good, good buy. I bought it in a retirement account, so I will not um, uh, have a, a tax event here in January. Uh, if we do go on a, a significant bull run, I can just hold that TQQQ. Uh, what did else did I do yesterday? Uh, I bought a bunch, and we're talking full five figures, high five figures, uh, QQQ and QQQM. So th- there's a slight difference in these, not in performance overall, but QQQM. If you ever want to look at this, and this is part of Seeking Alpha's free, free tool. So use the link to sign up. Uh, for Seeking Alpha. If you want the premium tool, you will get a $50 coupon. But understand that this is part of Seeking Alpha's free uh, service. You don't need anything um, to do this. And you can look at peers, okay? We go to QQQM and we look at peers and we're going to edit these symbols. And we're going to say we don't want QQQA. We don't want NJAN. We don't want 1Q. We don't want NAPR. We don't want QYLG. We want QQQ. So we're going to look at QQQ versus QQQM. And essentially, we're going to see uh, that the expense ratio in QQQM is 0.15, where QQQ is 0.20. If we look at the total return of these two, um, QQQM is rather new. It's only like four years old or so. The total return over three years, not significantly different. Um, The difference is... The volume. Um, it's the assets under management, eighteen point eight eight billion. There is some holdings that are different, uh, but it's not significantly different that you want to, uh, you know, undo this per se. 
Uh, here's QQQM. If we go uh, QQQM and we look at the uh, the holdings, they're very similar uh, to QQQ. Apple's the number one. Microsoft's number two. Amazon, NVIDIA, Broadcom, pretty much the same thing. Uh, QQQ has 102 holdings. QQQM has 103 holdings. Slightly different. I added 50-50. I just said, you know, uh, for the the volume, uh, it was easier for my brokerage to fill QQQ than it was QQQM, um, but I bought that. Uh, that was yesterday. Then this morning, I saw we were still bullish. I saw the CPI data. Right after the CPI data, I bought uh, uh, 200 shares of Q, uh, TQQQ, um, and, and I did post it on uh, Savvy Trader. If you want to follow my trades on Savvy Trader, I've got a trading portfolio. It is charged. It's $299 for the year if you want to follow it. Uh, but I also have a core portfolio, and I was just explaining it to the YouTube audience. Um, the core portfolio is just 35 positions of stocks that you can absolutely buy. The trading portfolio, um, I will show it here. It has Mara, it has Netflix, it has SMCI, it has Amazon, TQQQ, NVIDIA, Uber, Meta, QQQ since I bought it yesterday. Shopify, Palantir, AMD, IONQ, PayPal, and Cash. Um, you can look at this. You can add, subscribe to it. I don't do a ton of trading. But if you want to follow me and you want to pay $299 for the year, uh, I, I, I abide by, I will update this with what I want. Here's how you use Savvy Trader. You go over to Savvy Trader and you log your trades. You set up your own portfolio. You don't have to share it. It is free. You can set up your own portfolio and basically journal your trades just like I do. Um, I sold SQQQ. I put it in there. Uh, I got a 0.12% gain. So uh, I did buy TQQQ at $50.50. I'm sorry, $50.20. This says it's $50.54, but I did get a better price. This do, it doesn't allow you to edit your pricing, but I put the reasons why I buy it. So if you want to follow me over there, you can absolutely absolutely follow me. Um, what do we have coming up tomorrow? <laughs> we have United Health Group. We have JP Morgan. We have Bank of America. This is, I, I really like Savvy Traders' earnings calendar, uh, how they laid it out. We have Wells Fargo. We have BlackRock. And we have Citi. We have quite a bit. Even Delta Airlines is coming out tomorrow. So tomorrow kicks off earnings season. We like to trade during earnings season. So that's essentially where we're going. It's why I bought TQQQ. If we look at the charts on QQQ, here's a, a, the four-hour algorithm. Uh, it said to get in at 401 here on QQQ. I did not get in at 401 on January 8th. I didn't believe this. Uh, well, sorry, that's the 65-minute uh, algorithm. Uh, you can see 65-minute algorithm gets you into QQQ. That's why I got in yesterday. Uh, yesterday, 407.64. I think I got close to that price. I think it was forty-seven fifty. Um, I saw that MACD crossing up. I saw the RSI was a little bit high. I saw that we have confirmation. Uh, the volume shelf um, building up here between four hundred five and four hundred seven. I just said to myself, I want to be in this. I just don't want to be out of it. The QQQ and the QQQM are both buy and forget. They are in retirement accounts. Um, I do have a small portion of uh, the, the TQ. Well, all three actually are all in retirement accounts from what I remember. Um, it just made sense. You know, this made sense uh, from a chart perspective. It absolutely just made sense. If we look at TQQQ, we got a golden, we have a cross up 
And we have a buy signal in the algorithm at $49.74. We're trading at $50.60. I bought in, I think, at $50.30 is what I got. At $50.22 is what I filled it at. $50.22. Um, we have confirmation. Again, I, I, I continue to say anything under 50 I thought was a good price. This was $49.74 yesterday afternoon it got us in. I wish I would have gotten in at $49.74, but I'm in at $50.22, 200 shares. I think it's a good trade. Remember, the rule number one of this podcast, if you haven't read the rules, you can go over here to the um, uh, to the, uh, the, the, the newsletter. Um, you can take a look at the rules. Um, this is this is a paid newsletter confirmation. I think there, there was one with rules in here. Uh, view all the rules of the podcast. I think it was the previous paid tools. I use the strategy for December. Um, let me see. Oh, we're going to do new because that's, that's how you look at this stuff. Confirmation higher for longer. Uh, it was, yeah, stocks. I like heading to the rules that we follow. So here's a newsletter, and, and the newsletter's free. You can read all this for free. The only thing is the weekend I do uh, paid stuff. But don't listen to a douche on the internet. This trade that I did on TQQQ and QQQ, do not listen to me. Do not follow me into that trade. You can, you can do it on your own, but I'd rather have you uh, do the work and understand that I may not make money on this trade. It may be a long trade. I may have different, uh, different, uh, different objectives than you do, but I like this trade. Uh, I took it. Uh, let's see. The earnings calendar we went over, uh, one that I hold in my portfolio. I'm not 100% sure of this, but I wanted to make sure everybody knew. Warren Buffett now owns 34% of Occidental Petroleum. Uh, there is something going on. I don't know what it is. The oxy chart, though, does not look good. This trades with the price of the uh, price of oil. Now, understand the price of oil right now. If we go over to Finviz and look, the price of oil is at seventy three. It's up two point four percent today. Uh, oxy is up 072 percent. The the chart's ugly. The chart is ugly. Uh, I'm going to remove all annotations from this chart so we can just look at it. It's, it's at the bottom of the Bollinger Bands, kind of trading up. Uh, we're seeing energy is weak. You do have quite a bit of volume, um, the, the volume shelf between 58 and 60 if you're looking to trade it. Uh, if we go to, a, I'm going to go to a month, a weekly, so that we can look at a long term of this one. You're seeing it's just capitulating right there. It's not moving. It's kind of hanging out. Um, there's nothing that, that tells me that, that we need to buy this one. Let's move the, um, we'll move this, uh, volume by price. Um, if I can grab it, there we go. Uh, we're going to move this back to when Buffett really started buying this. Uh, we'll go September. I think it was 2022 when he really started buying, um, Occidental Petroleum. I think it was in the downturn there or the, the, the height. Um, if we just look at this and we kind of come over here, I'm going to move it. Where's the volume? It's here between 59 and 60. I said anything under 60. I think you can buy it. anything over 60. I think you can sell it. We're significantly under 60. I still abide by the fact that it's about 60 bucks is what he's paying for it. You can go over here to Finviz and you can do all of the research that you want. You can go to Oxy, um, and you can go scroll down here to insider sales and you can look at Berkshire Hathaway. 
and it'll tell you everything that Berkshire Hathaway has bought uh, from this uh, oxy. And you can add it up. You can see he's buying at 60. He's I'm sorry, he's buying January 2nd. Um, yeah, he's buying at 20, cost 29. I guess there's some preferred pricing in there. But he's buying 34% of this. They sold a bunch in September uh, and October. They sold a, a lot, but they're continually buying it. So, yeah, I... I don't understand it. Something's going on there. Maybe he's trying to take it private, but there's a good Seeking Alpha article on there. Um, the ETF for Coinbase was approved. Uh, you can, if you want, go to my, um, uh, it's probably all over the internet. Here are the symbols. ARC, Bitwise, Fidelity, Vanek, Hashdex, Invesco, Valkyrie, Falcon, uh, Franklin, BlackRock, Grayscale, uh, Wisdom Tree, GBTC starts trading on that. It will start trading, I think, tomorrow. Uh, I haven't looked at the details of it, but uh, a lot of people were trying to get into Coinbase. Where were the signs to sell Coinbase on the pullback? Look at this chart. Uh, this is uh, TrendSpider. This is all insider sales. Where you see a sale on the th- thing, it's all insider sales. So if, if you were up here at 180, 190, and you didn't know when to sell, they were selling all the way into the strength. So Coinbase, I think you could look at Coinbase and you could try and buy it. Uh, GBTC, let's see where GBTC, I didn't know how it was going to react. Mara, I know is up. Uh, Let's see, GBTC is kind of flat. It's not even really trading that. I mean, it's $40.47. Not going crazy. Uh, If we look at Mara, uh, Mara is up 10%. Here's my theory on this. I think Mara hits 30. I, I, I think we go back to 30. I think we may go to 40. Um, if you've got a significant amount of money flowing into these, uh, oh, what, by the way, Netflix just hit 500 again. Um, but if you've got a significant amount of money flowing into these ETFs, and you will, we're talking trillions of dollars will likely flow into these ETFs, those ETFs will have to trade Bitcoin. And so who's going to benefit from the trading of Bitcoin? It's the miners. Mara is the largest miner. The The valuation of Mara is crazy. Um, I don't know that I'd necessarily get into Mara right now, uh, but Mara, I, I think it's going to 30. If, if you want to wait for a pullback, it might be smart to wait for a pullback. It is up 11% today. Uh, they are losing money. They are 100% losing money. They are losing uh, $357 million. Um, Their cash on hand is about that amount. They might dilute at some point in time. Uh, The average target price is $13.72. You are right now trading at $29. It is crazy. It's going 30. I mean, it's 28, 28.48, 28.82. It's going to 30. Um, but I do like Mara. I am holding Mara. I have added to it at 25. Uh, I like that, like that, you know, the, the fact that it's trading, uh, that Bitcoin will be having an ETF. I think that's Mara. A lot of people have been asking me about, about CELH and this TrendSpider chart shows you, uh, here on the, the daily, there's a fair value gap and that fair value gap is up above. Uh, it looks like it's going to 65 CELH, I'm not a fan of. Um, I, I, I know there's a bunch of people that really like it. They're doing a ton of sales. Uh, everybody, if you like the drink, I think you could trade it. Um, I think people asked me about this one from here, 52, should I buy it? Uh, you were up 14% in 20 days. Uh, since then, since that, that day, 
where we went up, you're up another 2% in eight days. So I don't know where it goes to, but the fair value gap, I don't have it on my chart, but TrendSpider seems to think that there's a fair value gap up above here uh, for CELH. I saw that one since people were asking me about it. I figured I'd uh, I'd look at that one. Uh, let's beat Bitcoin ETF. Let's see. TrendSpider. Oh, TrendSpider, DraftKings. Um, let's look at this one. I don't think I, I linked to this one. DraftKings, uh, setting up. Just in time for the Super Bowl, stock is 100% win rate in February uh, with an average return of 14.25%. Now, here's it's the pullback. Now, is it going to bounce off of this support, this old uh, support? It did. It did. Are we going up to 30? You know, I, I'm out of DraftKings. I wanted to get back in. I did not get back in. Uh, I sold it at the end of the year, I believe. I may have to check that. I don't know. Hold on. Let me see if I still own it. I think I may have gotten out of it. Uh, at the end of last year for some of the gains. But I'm not sure. Uh, I like this one. I liked it under 30. I liked to buy, I bought it at, I think, $22, $25, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, wrote it up. I did write off a, a big loss on this one um, years ago where it, it just, I think, 2022 it came down. Uh, I do not own DraftKings, so I got rid of it. I probably need to add it. Again, just in time for the Super Bowl. Here's the $30 price. If it holds the 200-day and gains confirmation, uh, but not until confirmation is gained. I just don't see confirmation yet. So DraftKings going into the Super Bowl. Uh, TrendSpider likes it on Facebook. I'm a little bit iffy on it. Um, people love CELH. There we go. Let's do the social requests. Uh, Gary, still loving the pod. Considering TrendSpider right now, was wondering how... Uh, how do you, as someone who has been doing this a while, prepare for the possibility of a recession, say 25% chance of one? Um, we had, you know, in my career, I've been trading since I was 15 years old. That was 1985, 88, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, we've had pullbacks. And if I just go to SPY, we'll go to SPY uh, and, and we'll look at a monthly and um, because monthly will bring you back to that 1988 kind of time frame. Now, mind you, I was, you know, 15. I graduated uh, high school here in 1988, 1988, not 98. We'll pull back a little bit more. Um, how do I get myself prepared for a recession? You can see as I, as I started to invest, that's 1993. Um, we'll only go back to 1993. As I started to invest, I... I experienced the greatest bull run in history. And then what did I experience? The lost decade. And that pullback right there. How do you prepare yourself for a recession? You don't. You manage your portfolio. What did I do during this time? I got out. Did I time it? Absolutely not. But I did manage to. There's even opportunities to make money. Even in this down market, you could have made money on certain things. Was I selling out of my portfolio? No. I knew enough that I wanted to be in the market. You just have to grin and bear it. You're not paying your rent with the money that you have in the market. It is not a, a, a system of, oh my God, uh, I can't make rent because we're in a recession. Uh, what happened here? Uh, I didn't have tools. Um, you know, remember the internet was still new. We started, you know, E Trade was charging you ten dollars per trade at this time. 
Uh, I think it might have been twenty dollars, and then they came in with ten dollars, and then you started. You know, in two thousand and three, you started your way up. Started to feel good. Started to buy stuff. I bought uh, Apple. I bought Amazon. I bought Netflix. I kind of just had this feeling that things that people were using, I thought were uh, significantly better. And then what happens? The housing crisis. So how do you prepare yourself for this? I didn't have tools back then. I just grinned and bear it. Yeah, it hurt. Uh, I wound up buying uh, Bank of America. I wound up buying, um, uh, you know, uh, some of the other beaten down stocks uh, that I saw Buffett buying. And he said, stay in the market. I stayed in the market. Uh, and, and I enjoyed a great bull run up until COVID. Uh, COVID 2018 was another tough one because Apple in particular pulled back a lot. Um, here in 2016, you had quite a pullback as well. These might have been recessions. I'm not 100% sure. I don't have many recessions. Bar. But 2020 came around. That's when I started to get tools. It wasn't back there here. I made plenty of mistakes back here. Uh, I just wound up being more right than wrong. And again, staying in the market was the right one. But here in 2020, I started to get tools. I started to buy, I bought TrendSpider. And this was my buddy and I, you know, we saw 40% of our uh, freaking money go away here in a, in a matter of a month. We didn't know what was going on, but we knew enough that the market would come back and we wanted some tools. So I got TrendSpider. Uh, I didn't get out. Uh, I lost about 40%. Uh, it's not about getting out of the market. It's about preparing yourself to understand, hey, the market's going to come back. I want to be in quality names. Um, you can use, you know, uh, there's an example. I, my parents lost sleep. They were in their 70s during COVID. They lost 40% of their money and they, they during the COVID downturn and they got out. Uh, they did not believe in the leadership of America that, that the, the, the administration could pull us out. They lost sleep. They got out. That's the preparation that you do. If you lose sleep, you get out. If positions are causing you problems, you get out. It's as simple as that. It's not about having tools. It's about doing what you're comfortable with. If you're not comfortable with a 25% pullback, VOO and forget it. You, you know, if, if you're not doing well with the market, VOO and forget it. The other thing that you can do is go over to Seeking Alpha. And, and Fidelity has these as well. And over the years, Fidelity was my tool. But if you go over here and you see, look at market data. Um, these sliders right here, these are important tools. The day range, if you're day trading, that's an important tool to understand the day range. The 52-week range is what you want to manage your portfolio with, specifically with the equities, you can see uh, Dow Jones, all-time, you know, 52-week high. Uh, S&P, 52-week high. NASDAQ, 52-week high. Uh, you know, your small cap and your mid cap, they're still not at their highs. They, they've pulled back a little bit more. Uh, U.S. equity sectors, a lot of these are at 52-week highs. Uh, U.S. equity factors like value growth, they're all at 52-week highs. Global equities, 52-week highs, except for emerging markets. Uh, countries, 52-week highs, except for China, which is at its lowest. Um, this is where you manage your portfolio uh, with these sliders, at least for me. Opportunities present themselves in that. Fidelity has these sliders. That's how I use it. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, so those sliders, you just have to understand. I don't prepare myself for a recession. And the reason I don't prepare myself for a recession, uh, you know, there's a, a discussion coming out with um, uh, myself and, and James, the pragmatic investor. It might be out now. I'll, I'll link to it in the newsletter if you want it. 
but uh, he asked me, you know, um, you, wh- how, you know, what makes you stay in the markets? And, and, and you know, what, 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 what it, I think the question was, um, you know, how do you feel about the markets and what do you feel? And I've always said, how do you predict the markets? It's history. What, what kind of trend are we in right now? I mean, even if you look at, 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 at you know, all of the pullbacks that we've had and you pull this back, look at that trajectory. I mean, do I expect us to get back to the 200-day at 235 on SPY? No. Could it happen? Absolutely. Look at where most people are holding. If you just look at this, this is the slider from uh, June 2018. Most people are holding down here. And when did they get in? It was during COVID. They they loaded into SPY during COVID. So, eh. Am I expecting a recession? No. Could we have it? Yeah. J-Web from Spotify. Ray, hopefully that answers your question, William. Um, I, I don't lose sleep. If you have, and I say this all the time, quality companies, uh, good companies with good management, with good earnings, with good products, they take care of themselves. Uh, that's why I'm, I'm not, even though Apple has had three downgrades, am I worried about it? No, they're buying back enough stock. They're buying back enough stock that I'm not worried about it. Um, we're seeing a pullback in the markets right now, by the way. Uh, let's look. Did TQQQ just go south? Probably. Um, let's see. The market, the Dow Jones, we're now negative on a lot of stuff. The Nasdaq is still positive. Let's look at TQQQ live uh, in the four hour. Uh, I'll, and I'll get to JWeb and the other stuff. TQQQ is at $50.10, so I'm negative on that one. I probably should have listened to myself and bought it under 50. I still think we're bullish, so I still think we end the day higher. Uh, J-Web, Gary, uh, regular listener, love the podcast. I know you went over a few weeks ago about how do you feel about XLF performance in 24. Read the newsletter. Just read the newsletter. <laughs> um, you can go back. If you're a paid customer, you can kind of go back uh, on the, the, the here, um, and the 2024 cu- predictions. Uh, one of them. You know, spoiler, it's XLF. It's XLF. I ha- I've had it in plenty of things. I, I, you know, here, XLF will outperform 2024. Here's the 20, uh, it's December 27th is the uh, thing. XLF is the pick for 2024. How do I expect it to do in the new year? I expect it to do absolutely fine. XLF on the chart, short term. I mean, again, remember the four-hour algorithm is short term. You want to look for entries in sectors on the four-hour algorithm. You don't necessarily want to look at your exits as, oh my God, I've got to get out of this. If you're trading it, you absolutely can do that. But right now, you're, you're capitulating up here at 37.59. Uh, this was at 32 back in October. So you've got quite a bit. 2024, I expect it to, to perform probably the best. It's a solid, solid, you know, uh, look. There's your XLF. You've broken out within that range. Uh, we probably get back to 41 or so. I think it's going to be one of the leading sectors. So, J-Web, there's not much else to go over. I think it's in the newsletter. Ken Stewart, can you talk about how you set up your stop losses? What amounts do you target? Also, do you ever use trailing stop loss or stop limits? Um, first thing is, Ken, I, I had to, to look this up, and I constantly uh, – I'm a dummy – and so essentially what I do is when I'm looking to sell something, uh, I, I always use stop limits. Uh, I don't set stop losses. Remember, I am not a day trader. I am not making money 
um, on a daily basis to try and pay rent. Uh, this is not how I make my living. I am a swing trader. I make more money at trading stocks than I do anything else. I consider it my income. Um, but most of those are long-term gains over one year. So I'm not setting stop losses on, on things that I do. Now, I do know enough that if you are trading something, remember, I buy good companies with good products, with good earnings. So I typically don't have to worry about um, you know long-term, over a year where I'm down. I look for entries. But if you are looking to trade something like a TQQQ, uh, and you're 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 looking to just trade. It's a triple levered ETF, so I am looking at short term kind of uh, views here. Now we're at fifty dollars and fourteen cents. The algorithm said, "Hey, get in at forty nine seventy four." I got in at fifty dollars and twenty two cents. Just you know, it, for the difference between forty nine seventy forty nine seventy four and fifty dollars and twenty two cents not much for me. I'm planning on probably holding this over the weekend if we are getting a bull run and the earnings start to uh, pop out. If we get down to 45, I'll get out. I target something, you know, usually if I'm short term, like super short term, I will identify, and you do want to do this before you start buying, I will identify a 5% loss uh, and a 10% gain. Uh, If we hit the 10%, I'll usually get out. Uh, If we hit a 5% loss, I'll usually get out and wait to trade another day. Just remember that if you're trading, you do have um, uh, uh, some uh, wash rules, wash sale rules, if you're trading in a brokerage account. Uh, so, I, But I like TQQQ. I'm, I'm trading it in my uh, retirement account, which typically means that, hey, I'm going to hold this one a little bit to leverage it against my uh, QQQ buy just to, to try and make additional money. Uh, Luke from Instagram. So hopefully that answers your question, Ken. I think if you're looking for stop losses and and, and things of that sort, I'm not a responsible trader. I'm just not. I mean, that's that's not how I've made my money. The large amount of my my money is buy and hold. And you, you can even see that in my trading portfolio. Um, I said it on Seeking Alpha. I'm, I'm sorry, Savvy Trader. I'm not significantly trading in and out of positions on a daily basis. I am trimming, uh, you know, for instance, when we got to Apple's highs, uh, I trimmed, you know, that's more about the psychology. It's less about, uh, you know, on the downside, whether I'm uh, selling out of Apple in my um, retirement accounts and stuff, I'm trimming to get myself out of love with a stock. So Luke from Instagram, hey, I've been listening to your podcast for four to five weeks now. You gave me a lot of good insight and understanding on what to look at when you look at a stock. If you wouldn't mind, would you look at UUUU? It's Energy Fuels Inc. based out of Lakewood, Colorado. Thanks. So it's four U's. Let's see. Four U's, Energy Fuels. Uh, energy has just been doing crappy. And I I got out of energy. I do still own Oxy and I own Devon. Those are the two energy stocks I continue to own. Uh, and I'm I'm hurting in both of them. Oxy just, or I'm sorry, Devin continues to go down. Here's you, 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 you. So um, the MACD under the oscillator, kind of crossing up. You did get in a couple days ago, $7.06. You're trading at $6.88. Um, energy's just been weak. I would continue to think that energy is weak. If we look at a long term of this one on a weekly chart, uh, you can see it's participated in the energy run of the past couple of years, and it's kind of stalled out. Um, you're above your you're above your 200 day. You're kind of just about around your 50 day. I just based on this um, this right here about 2021. Looking at that, 
Um, and the upside, I would say if you're looking at a trade, probably not a bad trade um, from a chart standpoint on a long term. If we look at UUUU Energy Fuels here, um, they're making their income 102 uh, million. The P is a little bit high for energy, 10. Uh, that's a little bit high. It's, it's a uranium company. Uranium's been doing well. Um, it's up over one year, 1.6 year to date, down 3%. Average target price, $9.50. You're trading at $6.93. Let's see. Uh, take that target price off the board. We haven't been covered since 2021. Um, insiders, they're selling at about 685. Nothing huge. The biggest one was here in November at 827. I would expect, you know, again, if we look at this chart uh, and we see $8.27, we can see that's on the upside here. So I, I don't blame them for selling because, it, you know, that that's probably on the upside. Um, I don't think, let's see, Seeking Alpha. Let's look at the, some of the analysts on there. I don't think uranium's a horrible thing to get into. I just wonder, you know, with the US, yeah, the quant says hold, Wall Street says strong buy. It's the valuation that's killing it. Like I said, the, the PE is a little bit higher. Profitability, they have a little bit of a problem because um, they're probably not making money per se. Uh, well, they're not making enough money because their forward PE it looks like they don't give forward guidance and their price to sales, 29. That's, that's high. So I'd probably stay out of that, Luke, to be honest with you. I think there's better places to put your money. J-Web, Gary, regular listener, love the podcast. And you give your thoughts on BITW crypto index. Um, BITW, I mean, here's the thing about crypto. We just had the, uh, the the Bitcoin ETFs all approved. I guess GBTC is now trading and it's up 5 6% uh, as we speak. Um, it might be up even more. But BITW, algorithm got you out. This is 10 crypto index. Um, I didn't see that they actually are trading on the spot Bitcoin. I don't, let's see what they own. Let's see what their holdings are. BITW. Uh, you go over here to, uh, to uh, Seeking Alpha and we can look at this. It's got a strong buy. Seeking, the quant says strong buy. Uh, seeking, it doesn't list their holdings. So their expenses, they're expensive. It's 2.5%. Uh, dividends, do they pay anything? No. Uh, let's see the peers. Um, BITW, BTF is the Bitcoin Ether strategy. BITI, um, if we just look at, let's look at total return and let's look at one year. BITW is up 250%. Uh, looks like it's the leader of all of these. So I'm not, you know, I think if you believe in crypto, uh, BITW is probably not a bad one, but that expense rate is huge. Uh, I do think, um, you know, and I talked to some some friends who are in crypto, I think Ethereum is the catch-up trade. I think Ethereum will probably get new ETFs uh, outside of the Bitcoin ETFs. I think Ethereum is the next one to get ETFs. I think that one has much more of a use case uh, than Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin just captured uh, imagination. But I think Ethereum is the one that, that you know, it's a, it, I think it was up 10% yesterday. Um, just, I think it's the catch up. And, and you can trade uh, in ETHE. This is up 10%. Look at this run. Algorithm just got you in at $20.99. I, you know, ETH. I, I'd rather see you in that one than BITW. Uh, you know, but understand, <laughs> ETHE, this has an enormous uh, cost to it as well. 
Um, let's see. We'll look at ratings, peers, earnings, dividend, valuation, the summary. Where is financials? Earnings, dividends, ratings. Oh, it does. I guess it doesn't have. Let's see. Momentum, options, earnings. I don't see the cost. I don't see. Uh, yeah, it's got a huge cost. I know from owning GBTC, which is up 3% now at $40. Uh, I know from owning it, there's a, there's a huge cost. Let's see. Let's see. It, I guess you'll have to look it up. ETHE is the one that I think is better. Uh, DEX, EWJ. What the hell is EWJ? DEX comes up with these weird ass kind of ones. This is, oh, this is Japan. EWJ. I went over it yesterday. It's a solid, solid, you know, Japan is at all-time highs. 63.63 was where you got in. You're at 65. If we're looking at EWJ and we look at a weekly, um, this is Japan. You're just, you're not even close, you know, $70 is your all-time highs uh, on this one. If we look in, um, I like using Seeking Alpha to look up, uh, to look up uh, some of the ETF stuff. Um, we can see EWJ buy on the Seeking Alpha. Quant says buy. Uh, if we look at uh, some of the peers, I think it's DJX. Uh, well, this gives you an even better one. HEWJ. Uh, let's look at the one year. EWJ is up 19%. HEWG. J. HEWJ is up 39%. Go sign up for Seeking Alpha. You can take a look at this, dividends, performance, liquidity, concentration, again, how it is on the technicals. Seeking Alpha gives you so much stuff. So go over to Seeking Alpha, take a look at the EWJ. I think Japan's good. Um, We've got a lot of scans again. Remember what I said, when you have a lot of scans and I post a lot of scans, you can consider us in a bull market. That's essentially what you're what what you're looking at. Doesn't matter the stock. Um, you know you can scroll down to the end of the newsletter and just look at scans. Uh, SPG. This is a core portfolio stock. Simon Property Group. Huge dividend. Uh, it's up at 144. I was pounding the table. Buy this one at 100. It's at 144. Just got you out with a 27% gain. The algorithm over two years makes you 11% in this name. 11% in the name. And you want to know something? That 11% is just in the uh in the 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 actual asset. You get another 5% on the dividend. This was 9%. So this is a solid solid company. They own malls. Go and look at the um, the malls are packed. Simon Property Group 143. If we take a look at a long term on this one, uh you are bumping right up against that 165 all-time highs. Pre-COVID, this was a $170 stock. I expect you to get back there. I expect you to get back there. Simon Property Group, solid, solid name in the core portfolio. Uh, and hopefully you bought that under uh, about at 100 where I was pounding the table. Apple, we have a cross up on Apple. We're going to fill the gap back up to 191. I mean, Apple, finally, you have you don't have true confirmation because it's not above that nine day completely. Your MACD is low enough. Just buy it. I mean, if you're looking to add Apple, just add it at 184. Are you looking to get down in the 170s? I thought that 170s, you were going to hit it. Uh, it. You never hit it. I mean, you got down to about, let's see, did you get to 170s? No, I think you hit just one, yeah, low 180.17. So you didn't get to the 170s. 
They're going to buy back enough stock. You'll be fine in that one. XLY. Uh, XLY is in the core portfolio. This is consumer discretionary. The reason I have XLY, and I've talked about it, I trimmed my XLY significantly uh, in um, uh, back in December for some tax loss harvesting. I probably sold too much. The reason is that XLY has 50% Tesla and, and Amazon. It adds up to about 40% now. It's changed a little bit. You get access to McDonald's. You get access to Home Depot. You got some Nike in there, which should bounce back. Lowe's, Booking Holdings, TJX, Starbucks, Chipotle, total of 54 holdings. You can go and take a look at it. XLY, across up here, uh, it's got to buy at 176. Do I think you buy it at 176? I think you can add it at 176. I don't think it's bad. You know, these are long-term holdings that you want. Walmart, it's finally coming back. Walmart at 161. You probably should have bought it in the 150s. You're going to cover this gap. See this earnings gap right here? You're going to cover the gap to 169. Just buy it. You're going to cover that gap. This year, you will cover that gap to 169. Walmart is doing things right. Uh, A bigger recovery story is probably Target. The problem with Target that you have is I still think they have bad management. It was bad management decisions that led them to this downturn. If we look at a weekly here, this is the downturn I'm talking about. 61% over one year and 10 months, almost two years it took them to recover and you lost 60% if you were holding. Luckily, uh, and I say luckily, I was holding at about 110. I I got down to where the point where I was close to selling, I didn't sell. And I hold it in a a, a retirement account. Ken and the others, you asked about my stop losses and and I told you I'm a bad trader. This is a, a, a complete example. I held, I continued to think the target was coming back. Didn't have my stop losses in, didn't sell this entire time, and it was in a retirement account. I make errors just as much as anybody else. Honestly, I just make errors just, you know, as much as anybody else. But target, I think, is coming back, and it's coming back slowly. Uh, Others in the uh, core portfolio that just had cross-up, Costco, uh, this is just continuing its run. Um, we got a, you know, got out here with a 16% uh, gain, but you're just going to continue the run. 670, uh, it's down 0.3% today. Um, yeah, I spy. We had a cross up on VTI, which is the total market. Uh, MongoDB into it as we head into uh, tax season. Some of the levered ETFs that got a cross up, um, SPXL which is uh, uh, levered against the, uh, it's a bull three times levered against the S&P. You can see we have a a confirmation. Even this candlestick is pretty big, by the way, 2.27 that we're in right now. Let's see where the market's really at. We'll go, did the market pull back a lot? Um, We're going to look at Seeking Alpha real quick just to see. Uh, The market is pulling back quite a bit, quite a bit. So it, it presents opportunity. I just don't think that that, uh, that number was was horrible. Um, I did buy TQQQ. I'll be holding this over the weekend. I don't think that I'm going to get out of it. Uh, it's in a retirement account, so I'll probably have my tight lo- stop losses fairly tight today, but I'll continue to watch it. Um, but yeah, SPXL, uh, we talked about TQQQ in the four-hour algorithm has a cross-up, and we talked about buying it at 49.74. You're at 49.14 right now. Uh, I've lost 
you know, what, 200 bucks, 300 bucks. Uh, not going to get me out. I'll have my stop losses kind of tight on that one, but I like it. Uh, there is another triple levered ETF that I want to show you is TECL. We talked about, uh, a listener asked me about TECS, um, which was the short of technology. And I think it was around the time when this one was trading uh, just under the, uh, the, the 50 day, the nine day right there. And it was at this volume shelf, I think when it was 58, 59. And I said, I don't think you want to go short on technology. I think at this point, you'd probably want to just wait uh, and see if, t- if technology turns around. Well, it's turned around a little bit. Uh, if you and, and it gets across up here at 62.93, you're at 63.37. Uh, if you would have uh, timed the bottom and bought it, you'd be up seven percent on this one right now. Be a solid, solid gain. So again, you know, I, I do think that you when you see these runs and you want to buy them, I think you take a look at the runs in the ETF and then you say, you know what? Maybe tomorrow it's gonna, you know, the the other one's gonna go up. Because you can trade both sides of these things. It's not a big deal. Uh, Upro, which is an ultra pro uh, triple levered against the S&P 500. You have a cross up here at 54.49. We're at 53.92. Uh, so I, I just don't think that we're done going up. That's my bullish tendency. That's my bullish thoughts on this. Uh, if you have any questions, you can hit me up on any of the social medias. Uh, if you like my algorithm and you want my algorithm, just sign up for TrendSpider. Use this link. DSP25 is the code that saves you an additional 25% when you sign up. Seeking Alpha, I think I've shown you as far as portfolio management, there's no better tool than Seeking Alpha Premium. You can get it for $50 off here. I think it's $189. Uh, if you want to trade, I, I have no money in my Webull account. I started uh, last year in January with Webull. Uh, at forty one thousand dollars was what I put in. I'm at forty one sixty three right now. Wow, I'm down one point three six percent. That's a lot. Whew, what's down? Oh, Ford's down two percent. TQQQ, which I own, is down one point five four percent. Um, let's see. Uh, IONQ is down three percent. Uh, Apple is down one point two percent, and that's pretty much what's driving my down is Apple. So, uh, but if you want to put money in, put a thousand dollars into Weeble. Join me on Weeble. I love the app. I think the Apple's great. I've talked about the newsletter. The newsletter is is if there are three tools that I could tell you to get, it's TrendSpider, it's Seeking Alpha, and it's the paid newsletter. Uh, I've heard from a lot of people that the paid portion, uh, specifically this education portion, which is going to get significantly larger, uh, and I'll build up the archive on this one. The paid portion has a lot of um, uh, educational portions in it. I just mix it up with uh, timeliness of um, charts and stuff like that. So uh, all of these paid newsletters, you can see them all when you pay. Uh, like this one, tools I use in the strategy for the rest of December. Uh, I kind of go over, hey, here's SPY, QQQ, where we are specifically. Um, there's the, the, the Fibonacci um, retracement for QQQ in December. Here's weekly charts for QQQ. Uh, so they're a little bit more timely, but there is a lot of education in here as well that you can look at for what, what guides my trading. Um, so if you want that, that's the third tool. Again, uh, TrendSpider. Seeking Alpha, I think you can get those for under $500 on sale uh, for both of them. And I think, you know, when the sales pop up. But I do think, you know, every every moment you wait to buy a tool is a moment that you don't have the tool. 
So you could be, you know, to, to get back to the, the 25% recession risk, uh, how do you prepare yourself? You have tools. That's essentially it. So if you have any questions, I've got an email address up here, dailystockpick3 at uh, gmail.com. Uh, if you did, you know, the, the person who uh, asked about TECS, I hope you bought TECL. If you made 10%, you can gift me Venmo, PayPal, Cash App. It's all right here. Uh, Savvy Trader, the links are right here to see my portfolios right there. Um, and you click on this link, you'll get to both portfolios. There's the paid one. And then there's the, uh, the, the free one with the core portfolio. Uh, $25 a month for uh, Seeking Alpha. I also want to tell you guys, um, I've got a Patreon. Uh, and I've got a Patreon um, that is, do, 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 let's see, um, your Patreon. Let me see my page. Can I see my page? Uh, essentially, I don't have anybody following me. I don't have anybody kind of on here. Uh, but I do have a Patreon uh, daily stock pick. What it is, is membership. There's one tier. Uh, and it's a one hour meeting with me every month. I have it set at $1,000 a month. And and I have gotten some people who have found it. Nobody signed up for it. But I want to explain this. And, and the reason I want to explain this is I give everything away for free. I don't hide anything. I, I'm pretty transparent with you guys. I'm not showing you 100% um, you know, my portfolios or anything of that stuff. I just don't believe in it. But if you want an hour with me each month, it's a thousand bucks. And the reason I charge a thousand dollars is because I think you can put, uh, your money to use, um, by, uh, by just, uh, you know, finding the tools that I have. You can get, um, you know, TrendSpider. You can get uh, Seeking Alpha. You can get my paid newsletter for under a thousand bucks. But if you want an hour with me, it's a thousand bucks. I figured I'd put it out there. It's uh, Patreon.com/slash/DailyStockPick, and you can take a look at it. If you want to sign up, I am more than happy to spend an hour with you. I will entertain you. I will sing to you. I will do whatever you'd like. I will get Penny to bark at you uh, if you want to pay me a thousand bucks. But the reason I do that is not because I'm looking to make money. It's because I think you can make the money uh, for free. I, I try not to charge. I try not to overcharge. The, somebody found this and, and they said, hey, why are you charging $1,000? And and the reason is because I, I, if you're lazy enough that you just want to spend an hour with me and you want some type of me to answer questions, I think $1,000 is not crazy uh, for me to take the time to do that when I do all of this for free. Because I think that just means that you've got money. Uh, but again, if my personality is $1,000 for a comedian you know, for to show up at your house, I know a bunch of comedians who will show up at your house for a thousand bucks. So if you want an entertainment thing, you could probably just, you know, schedule them to come over for a thousand bucks. It's a lot more entertaining than me, <laughs> but they won't make you money. So I, I did want to bring that one up. I'll probably include this in the, uh, in the newsletter. So, okay. Take care. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Every morning Bye. I wake up to the sound of the trading bell. My heart's